1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm Jay. Tonight, you guys, we have another epic guest coming your way. It is the one and only outdoors woman, Mrs. Susie Roloff. She's sponsored by Excalibur Seasonings, She Angler Custom Baits, Kistler Rods. She helps run the KBL. The Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series. She just recently was the tournament director, correct, for KBF Madison Trail Stop. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. They renamed, like, the responsibilities, so I think I was called, like, the liaison, in a sense, but, yeah. <laughs> director. We're calling you the director. <laughs> we have Susie Roloff with us tonight, you guys. Welcome, Susie. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jay has known Susie for a long time. I got to meet uh, Susie for the first time. I think it was at the Madison Fishing Show this year, I think, eh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It might have been yeah. Chicago Fishing Show. One of the two. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Susie, you guys, if you don't know her, she's uh, heavily involved in the tournament scene. Um, she is in an outstanding woman angler and i think you're still the highest finishing woman in the national championship correct yes you're gonna yep. take that title and run with it i would too <laughs> <laughs> but, what did you place again in what year uh 11th place in 2017 yeah i remember that I was yep, yep. <laughs> i was 375th which was like exactly the middle of the playing field out of like what was it like 700 some odd yeah. people and then this year i was 202nd out of the 
600 or something like yeah. that. So not too bad, but I, I accomplished my goal of getting within like the top, I told myself top 250. So that's awesome. Pretty that's good. definitely an accomplishment for sure. For sure. So we always start off asking our guests how they got into kayak fishing and uh, fishing in general. And I know, I think we, you and I have talked about this personally, which is a kind of a unique story, you know. Um, you don't always see, well, I don't. I shouldn't say that. You should, you, you're definitely seeing more of it. Um, and it's funny, um, I just saw an interview with, one of your counterparts, uh, Mrs. Christine Fisher, and she said that, you know, she's always just wanted to be considered as an angler, but she's taken on to the fact that she's kind of become a role model um, to get more women into fishing, and I think that's huge, and I think I think you do a great part in that. Um, but why don't you give us a little backstory there? Sure. Um, so I officially got into the kayak fishing scene in 2014, my now husband had taken me to a wreck show here in Peoria, Illinois, and I had a little sit-in pelican kayak that I just kind of bummed around in, would kind of pond hop a little bit, nothing too serious. And uh, when we went to the wreck show, uh, Quest Water Sports was there, and they had Hobies on display. And when I saw what they could do, I was like, oh, my God, I must have one, like, right now. Heck <laughs> so yeah. we talked. Uh, I saved up some money. And that was in March of that year. And in June, I went and picked up my new blue. I think it was like a 2014 Outback. Okay. And we loved it. And uh, when I went there to pick up my kayak, that's when I saw that uh, there was kayak fishing tournaments. I was like, oh, what is this? This sounds kind of fun. And it was hosted by Great Lakes uh, Kayak Fishing Series with uh Colin and Teddy and all them and so I was like well you know I'll give it a try see what it's all about and uh the first tournament I tried was the one where they had um a bass tournament on the um uh is that part of the Illinois River that was there which river is that I don't remember um but it was right out of the uh, marina there and um I think I only caught one fish that day, but it was still fun. And so I was like, well, I kind of want to learn more about this and kind of, you know, see, well, how do these work? What does it take to run them? And so I sent a message to Colin and he was like, well, how about you just come on staff with us so you can learn firsthand? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just throw you right in there. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it, you know? So then um, that was the only uh, tournament I competed in for that season. And then uh, that next year, I uh, had helped uh, Great Lakes with their uh, next season. I think that was their second season, second or third that they were going into. And um, of course, you know, the first couple of tournaments, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on, but you know, kind of learned the ropes and everything. And uh, the final event was the uh, Salmon event. And that was actually the year when um, we had lost to Max that year too. So that was kind of a, uh, a big experience in itself, too, to kind of have, you know, my first uh, foot in the door with kayak fishing and then, you know, experiencing the death of an angler, you know, learning more about safety and everything. So that was definitely a, um, a uh, pretty big impact, but uh, didn't definitely uh, sway me in any way. And then it was late fall that year when I learned about KBL. I was like, oh, you know, they do kite fishing tournaments too. And I was like, all right, you know, I really liked the first season with Great Lakes. And I was like, I want to kind of push myself, kind of see where I go. 
and then um, I joined uh, just the club uh, for that next year. So that would have been 2015, 2016, something like that. And then I uh, competed with both um, for that first season. And then in the fall of 2016 is when uh, KBL was like, well, hey, how about you uh, come on staff with us? I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it was actually late um, late October. Um, Ellen um, had actually messaged me and said, well, hey, you know, somebody's uh, KBF national champion slot rolled down because they can't make it and you're next in line. I was like, what's the KBFNC? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea who it was. I didn't even know who Chad Hoover was. I didn't know anybody. And I was like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> right? And so, you know, I had heard tales of Kentucky Lake you know, and I was like, okay, all right, you know, I need to, to really do some research and prep with this. And, you know, I've been slowly working on upgrading gear, you know, rods and reels. And <laughs> my first my first tournament, I didn't even own a baitcaster. And now over half my fleet is uh, baitcasters. Bait but I still have my spinning reels. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so then I uh, started off to 2017 uh, in the uh, KBFNC at Kentucky Lake and uh, took 11th place out of, what was it, 300, 300 some odd anglers or something like that. Yeah, so that was like 368, I think. Something like that, yeah. So that was uh, that was a hell of a way to start my season off. And I was Heck like, yeah. oh. you know, and I was like, maybe, maybe I kind of do know what I'm doing. <laughs> 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 that's um, awesome so yeah and then it's just it's it's went up from there um and that's when i had also uh got my uh uh got on the hobie fishing team with um uh champagne outdoors because they had just got on with hobie uh kind of later that fall and um of course you know the guys on great lakes um had made sure to try to find whatever way to get me on board with them to be on their fishing team they you know were a big part of that so that was pretty awesome too um but uh, unfortunately you know in uh this early spring of 2018 the store had uh, decided that they were going to kind of change their business model a little bit and they were going to move which uh, unfortunately you know they dropped toby at the time too so that was kind of um, a little bit of a bummer and a letdown but uh you know i got uh, excalibur as a uh, sponsor uh for last year that was something new and that was actually kind of a unique sponsor opportunity because um part of being on the fishing team with uh, Champagne Outdoors, um, there was a local guy here who had gotten his pro angler from that store, and he uh, had heard about me through them. And so he had uh, friended me on Facebook, and uh, he said it'd be, he'd been kind of, you know, watching my adventures on my uh, uh, Outdoor Woman Adventures Facebook page and everything. And he messaged me one day. He's like, "Hey, so." You know, I'm uh, the president for Excalibur Seasonings, which is local in Pekin, Illinois, which I didn't even know they existed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, he's like, you know, well, I, I kind of fish him part time uh, when he can. And uh, he had got my name through uh, Champagne Surplus and was like, well, you know, I was thinking about it. And, you know, I'd kind of like to try out a uh, sponsorship with you. Of course, they had never done a sponsorship or anything like that and asked sure. me 
you know, well, what does it take to do one? What do we need to do? What do you need to do? And I was like, well, it's whatever partnership we want to come up with. So we developed a plan and it actually has worked out pretty perfectly because uh, obviously I love to cook, uh, especially grilling too. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, what perfect partnership that would be too. <laughs> so um, we're on again uh, this year too. Um, so that's been a pretty awesome opportunity to kind of have one of those unique partnerships you know and you know kind of tagging along with that topic when it comes to like sponsors and partnerships you know and being uh, a woman in this field you know I've you know heard and you know seen ways that you know companies may want to try to play off well you're a woman you know we're going to make sure you get special treatment you know this this definitely hasn't been one of those deals, you know, it's, um, and I've, I've tried to pay attention to that too, when exploring possible partnerships with other, um, uh, companies or organizations, you know, anybody could get, you know, a partnership with a certain lure company and get their 15% off. But you know, what, what is that really going to benefit, you sure. know, in the long run, you know, there, there's so many different ways people can get, you know, sponsors and partnerships, but you know, how it really comes down to, you know, is it really something that you truly believe in and that you can really benefit from and also help the company benefit from too. So, um, you know, definitely didn't really take that, you know, lightly, but uh, definitely felt that it was a, uh, a good partnership to have too. So. I just want to point out, if you guys don't follow Susie's Facebook page, it's Adventures of an Outdoors Woman, right? Uh, adventures of outdoor woman outdoor woman yep. so it usually occurs when i haven't eaten all day and i'm scrolling through my facebook feed i see <laughs> something that Susie has grilled up and i start drooling all over myself <laughs> and it's always with this excalibur seasonings and i keep meaning to go check it out and i need to do that because i love grilling too but yeah it's it's definitely cool and like i said it's it's always when i haven't eaten all day i've been like at the at the job grinding away and you know i'm on the way home or something and i'm just scrolling and it's like oh Susie's grilling again great <laughs> yeah I'll wipe the drool off my face you know but uh yeah no that's definitely cool so i mean you kind of started talking about you know uh sponsorships and you being a woman so uh with that being said you know what do you find is a struggle for you being that you're in a woman in a pretty male dominant sport? Um, are there any struggles or, you know, is everybody pretty cool or, and not only that, but being a tournament director and a woman that is the tournament director. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's definitely struggles, you know, and I feel that, you know, I have some different struggles than what I would say like an average other women might have, you know, compared to maybe like, you know, Christine Fisher, Jesse Mitchell, you know, um, I don't necessarily see myself as a, you know, good looking woman, if you want to call it, you know, I'm not really that kind of standard or that stereotype, you know, so I feel that part of that, you know, can sometimes go against me. You know, because, you know, society and social media these days, you know, sex sells. That's that's just the way it goes. You know, if you don't have the looks, if you don't have the body, if you don't have it, then you get it. You know, it, it, it is very frustrating. But, you know, I've kind of been at the mindset of, well, 
you know, if they're just not going to acknowledge me for that, then they're not even going to be worth my time. Um, being uh, a woman and being a tournament director, especially this year, uh, this year was the first year where I become the, uh, the main director for Great Lakes. Um, Colin uh, had a kid, uh, so he wasn't going to be able to, uh, you know, <laughs> devote as much time with everything. Sure. Um, you know, I, I thought there would be more struggles than what there would be, but I think that part of what has kind of helped me get the, you know, the respect from, you know, the community is just being a part of the community for as long as I have. You sure. know, at first, you know, just kind of being on staff and part of the clubs, you know, at first I felt there was a little bit of awkwardness, you know, at first, because uh, guys would kind of be like, there's a lady on the team yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> around or like you know that time of thing and then you know pretty quiet and pretty reserved but you know once people you know took time to get to know me they're like oh yeah she's part of the guys you know oh yeah you know you know ask anybody they could be like oh yeah she's cool yeah um another kind of struggle that i face is um is not always having the opportunity to I guess, fish with people as much, you know, there's still kind of that, I don't know what you would call it, but, you know, a guy might say, yeah, I'm going to go fishing with this chick who also fishes. Yeah, I don't think their wife's going to be cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can understand. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. It's a frustration for me because it's just like, I just want to go fishing and learn from other people, you know, and it, you know, I, I don't try to push the issue or anything, but, you know, I, I hope, you know, people would just see it as, yeah, I'm just, just fishing, yeah, you know? Yeah, just a couple anglers hanging out, having a good time on the water. Yep, exactly. Um, other struggles, um, you know, it, not so much being a woman, but the the last two years i've definitely learned a lot about the politics of being a uh, director <laughs> i bet um, there's, but there's a lot to it and then especially when you have um disagreeing uh ideas and opinions with different people on the different clubs that kind of becomes a little bit more of a uh, kind of getting caught in the middle of sure. the situation you sure. know so you know, I got to play the middle man. Like, you know, this person on this club doesn't like this person on that club. So it's just like, yeah. Um, but, we all uh, just need to come together and have one big group hug. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end, you know, I, I just, you know, like to remind people, you know, look at what we're doing. We're fishing out of plastic boats. Yeah. You know, being a director on these clubs, I'm not getting paid to do this. Right. You know, it's right. a lot of time. It's a lot of dedication. You know, there's a lot of background and back-end work, you know, that has to be done. And I think sometimes a lot of people forget, you know, exactly how much, you know, we goes do. into it. Yeah, to goes into this, you and, know. So. And I think when we had Alan Wiedemeyer on as well, he kind of touched on that too. You know, just the countless hours that he spends, you know, for, for the KBL. Uh, and, uh, you know, the planning, the permits, the yeah. talking to guys sorting out yeah. issues between guys whatever it may be um yeah. so i mean kudos to you guys for for volunteering and putting on these events and you know that's the thing i think some some guys get so caught up into the 
tournament competition aspect that and get frustrated with things they forget about you know they get it heated over something that occurs at a tournament and they take it out on the director or you know not necessarily the director's fault and uh you know like you said you don't have to be there doing that stuff right exactly just very easily say all right guys i'm done you know and just have simple as that you know and you know a lot of things too that you know gets frustrating that i you know like to try to remind people is you know a lot of it does come down to angler responsibility you know and there was kind of a, a situation earlier in this year when an angler was kind of getting heated about, well, why is somebody asking me about my GPS data or if I was actually fishing on a spot? Well, that's because when you submitted your fish, your GPS pin is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) Regardless if KBF is asking you or not, we're not KBF, we're a partner KBF, but we like to, you know, abide by standards, you know, if, you know, I, people, I really wish they would understand that, you know, just because we're asking you is not because we're like, you know, you know magnifying glass on you or anything like right, that. We're right, right. Verify and, you know, make sure things are fair. You know, sure. I mean, we could be like, oh, yeah, they got a pen in the middle of a lake. Am I going to check to see if it's a public lake? Eh, you know, I might or might not. But no, that's that's not how we roll because, I mean, we want it fair across the board. Sure. So. Yeah, I know I know the situation you're referring to and it's you know, it's just uh you know, you're just doing your job, making sure everybody's fishing by the rules, making sure it's legit, you know, there's mm-hmm. no cheating or whatever going on. I mean it seems like there's been a bit of that lately and too much, <laughs> etc. We won't go down that path. We try to stay away from the you know, yeah. the drama, but I get what you're saying, you know. It's like you're just doing your job and they're giving you a hard time thinking you're picking on them, you know. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, even additionally, walking that line that we're trying not to cross. <laughs> um, you're crossing it, Jay, aren't you? You're going to cross ways, it. <laughs> there's ways, you know, I mean, they're just trying to keep it honest because there are ways around those rules. And, yeah. you know, everyone's got to respect it. I mean, it's not – I mean, granted – yeah, I mean, at first you'd probably be like, well, why are they asking me that? But I guess if they give you an explanation, you know, and you know it's in the rules, you should follow the rules and just do what they want and then sure. just be done with it. Sure. Because now yeah. you can fish the rest of your time and, you know, get some more fish in the boat and not get hung up on it. Because what if it was someone else? Like, you know, and you didn't know about it, but here you are, you know, directors are handling it. And, you know, it's like it's like stuff going on that, that most people don't even know that's going yeah. on. Because the people who do care will follow those rules and will do what they're asked of because they know what uh, is involved and what's at stake. Sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. And I just, you know, I try to encourage everybody, just ask all the questions you want. It's not going to, you know, make me mad or anything. If you think of a question at 1 o'clock in the morning, I'll answer it for you. You know what? I'm messing with you now. You better, yeah, you better uh, forewarn your husband yeah, that yeah. Uh, your phone's going to be going off all yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he makes yeah. comments all the time because there's a, a lot of different chats, you know, that I'm part yeah. of. And I'll come home and it's just ding, 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 ding. And he's like, does that thing ever stop? Oh, yeah, no. yeah. I think, I think you and I had a conversation about that at the Madison Fishing Show. Because it was like both of our phones were going off simultaneously <laughs> and we're like... Here we go again. <laughs> um, 
Well, with all that being said, what what would you say is the weirdest or goofiest or just odd thing that's ever happened in a tournament that you've had to deal with? Oh, man. I meant to ask Alan this, so you're getting this one. (laughs) Oddest thing. Man. Oh, gosh. Um... Man, you really got me on the spot now. I'm going to have to think about this one. Um... (laughs) She's probably got a story about Jay, and she just doesn't want to share it. No. (laughs) (laughs) We could come back to it. It's all good. I'll let you you stew on that one. It's going to simmer. So, uh, you know, as far as tournament... Uh, tournament scenarios go for yourself like what's what's your normal preparation routine I think it's always interesting seeing how everybody goes through and preps themselves sure um depending on how much time I have ahead of time especially when it's in the middle of tournament season but uh, I like to take at least uh two three days just to kind of study navionics a little bit um look at uh, fish forums you know see what water temps are conditions um you know try to um uh you know see what uh what's been working what's not working type of thing and then um i I don't always get to you know kind of pre-plan like that and then i i try to pre-fish as much as i can but sometimes that do- doesn't always happen especially when you don't have much pto left <laughs> sure 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 but uh sometimes it actually works out in uh, my favor um that happened to me twice this year uh first time was with the uh, michigan kayak trail on oh, yeah. uh gold Lake. yeah um didn't pre-fish at all you know, looked at the map for a little while and I was like, all right, I'm just, you know, I'm going to go with this. Here's my game plan. Not sure what I'm doing, but hey, I'm just going to go with it. And uh, ended up taking eighth out of 102 people, I believe. So, uh, you cashed yeah. a check in that one too, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yep. I remember seeing that big check. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't actually get to hold one up. Only uh, the top. Maybe that was dusty, I saw. I mean, I, that's a common occurrence. So, oh. you know. <laughs> sometimes too you know is hearing people say man i'm just tired of getting in second and third i'm like man i'm just tired of getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right, right. <laughs> that's funny you know, but um this year i'm still like i i made a goal for myself this year as like just one tournament this year i want to win and take home that big check it just one tournament and man <laughs> it's coming it's coming yeah yeah it better be coming <laughs> What, what would you say has been your most productive lure presentation this year? Uh, actually, surprisingly, uh, the jerkbait has been my most uh, productive lure this year. Um, not weightless? Ha- weightless or? Uh, yeah, weightless. Okay. And um, I had actually never really thrown it before until this year. So. Well, yeah. and there's a little backstory behind that jerkbait too from uh, Lake Saint Clair, isn't there? Somebody got a PB on that jerkbait, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, um, I was actually um, uh, with Dustin for a little bit on that, and yeah, we were pre-fishing for the uh, KBF trail event, and uh, Friday, you know, I was, what was I throwing at first? I don't even remember. I was trying something, 
and uh, Dusty was kind of cruising around, and man, he was just like catching them left and right. And like nine o'clock comes around, and I still hadn't caught anything. I was getting mad and frustrated because you know he's like, "I just caught my PB, I just caught my PB," and I'm like, "Damn it, Dusty!" <laughs> you know, so he's just like, "You gotta, you know, you gotta change up, you know, kind of do this." I'm like, "All right," you know, I'm like, "All right, just calm down, reset," and you know, I put a jerk bait on there, and like. Five minutes after I changed is when I landed that PB. That was my first fish for the day. <laughs> that that was amazing. And then that is all I did on Lake St. Clair for like the next three days. I couldn't move my arm very much after I got home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember seeing a video of you pulling that fish out of the net and you were just like, holy, yep. <laughs> <laughs> And you just see the slob of a smallmouth, and Susie's eyes are just as big as saucers. And I'm like, holy crap. So that was awesome. Super oh awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. It, it's kind of awesome that I have my two personal best fish on film. Um, my first one was my personal best largemouth in Kentucky Lake with that 22-inch largemouth. And uh, nice. Paul Gula was uh, next to me, and I was like, Paul, get your camera, man. <laughs> it's awesome because, uh, yeah it like jumped out of the water and he saw it too and we were both like holy beep yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so camera going and he got it out and i put it on the board and i saw how big it was and i was like holy sh <laughs> yeah oh yeah and i was just like all right i'm good now <laughs> so i'm guessing one of those is always tied on these days yep yeah, yeah. They're on the jerk bait. Uh, not all every tournament, but just about every tournament this year so far, and I've consi consistently caught fish on it this year. So, and uh, that's what I used on the Mad Madison chain too was a jerk bait. So. Caught like six different species of fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Smallmouth. I caught largemouth. Way I had, to target one fish. Perch <laughs> of all things. Um, <laughs> Walleye, white bass, and um, what else did I have? I think I uh, pike. Yeah. So. Yeah, Jay's rolling his eyes because he's been having a rough time with them pike this year. Uh, well, no, I mean, well, at Mendota, that was just just so difficult because of that clear water. Mendota, Wabisa. Yeah, but no, I mean, well, Wabisa, we didn't really fish too well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I did manage to lose my GoPro, but that's a whole nother story. Um, yeah, it was just rough because, I mean, I think those leaders were just scaring them away. They just wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. I got a couple slams, but that was about it. And the one thing, everybody else was catching those pike, and I knew why. Because I asked everybody what they were using. <laughs> it, it was, you know, light line, clear line, and little profile baits. Yeah. And that was just killing it. Yeah, I caught four on a Three and a half inch Kytec. Hey, aren't we interviewing her? Smallmouth magic. What'd Isn't you catch yours on, Susie? I know you got a couple too. I just like rub I just like uh, rubbing it in Jay's face. I mean <laughs> Oh there you go. Yep. That's what you yep. need, Jay. Look at that jerk bait. Yeah. The K V D clear minnow. Oh nice. See, and that was smart. That's something that people don't talk about. Why did you use clear? Um, well, just with the, with it being clear water, 
I figured you'd just try to match the hatch as best as possible and have the best profile for the clear water. So. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. A lot of people don't know that, but now they do. But uh, you know, but yeah, when you got like crystal clear water, like we were de- dealing with, I mean, they're, they're I was surprised. That, that yeah. sudden agitation. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how clear the water was up there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you went over that flat though to the uh, oh, that'd be like the west side of Wabisa. It was, or sorry, Mendota. It got mm-hmm. cloudy. Yeah. Like where the Yahara runs through, like the bottom half and the upper half. Yeah. It was it was all cloudy on that side. Yeah, where I was, I was kind of on that southwest side, and it wasn't like crystal crystal clear, but I mean, like I could still see to the bottom, but there is a little bit of murkiness to it. But I mean, still, it's clear enough to where you know you gotta pay attention to what you're throwing to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I learned a lot of that leak. Yeah, I fished up at Governor's Island, and I think I could see bottom in like 14, 15 foot of water. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was trippy seeing all those fish, too, man, just shining. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You you could just like sit there and just watch yeah. them. It's like, meh. Yeah. Well, I had some follows like from muskies, and it was just like, whoa. Yeah. I'm like, no. I'm like, where are you going? Stay. <laughs> I mean, they would just chase it, right? And I was like, this is so... It was cool. Like, it's over with now. Yeah. I'll send you uh, the pin of where I'm going tomorrow because I usually try to go to this place each year when I go up to Madison. And, like, I kill them on topwater all the time. So, yeah. But you got to make sure you have a leader because if you don't, they'll take your frog. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and generally, you know, the thing is, I was throwing big stuff the whole time. Like, now... I mean, well... So after we like left Madison, I went to Brian's home lake and like slammed like twenty or so. <laughs> he got redemption. Yeah. I figured it out right away what they were hitting and then that's all they would hit and I was catching like hand over fist. It was pretty weird, but it yeah. felt yeah. great because that was a very rough weekend. Yeah, Jay and I kinda separated because I wanted to give him his space and you know, I got on a school with some pretty nice largemouth, and I texted him. I'm like, hey, man, I'm hitting the bass over here if you're not catching anything. He's like, dude, I've got, like, ten pike. I'm staying here. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay found his groove. All right. I'm going to let him do his thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, I know out here occasionally I'll end up running into some pike that will hit a, hit a black buzz bait. They, they'll just smash it. I got some good GoPro video where they're just slashing the top of the water as they smash buzz baits, which is pretty cool. So, well, we're talking about Wabisa. That's your next tournament. That's with KBL, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what do you think? <sighs> is this uh, going to be the first place one? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be hot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, uh, I, I've heard kind of mixed reviews on what the water conditions are like right now. I've heard murky and kind of floating weeds. So, you know, we'll kind of see what's going on from there. But um, I don't know. I mean, I'll see what it's like on Saturday and then come, you know, how pre-fishing goes. I'll probably have a good game plan or an idea of how it's going to play out. So that's the thing that about fishing, though. <laughs> you never yeah. know what's going to yeah, no kidding. Yeah, one day they're on, the next day they're off. Yep. Just yep. tether your phone. Yeah, yeah just tether your phone. <laughs> Never going to live that one down. <laughs> so I just say it now. 
just say right. it now. But uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, what What do you got coming up after that? Uh, as far as tournament wise, what's your season looking like? I've actually got a pretty big break coming up. Um, there was one other one I was going to do up in uh, Michigan, but I'm actually uh, going to hold back on that one with the uh, recent uh, car expenses. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. I save up a little bit for that. But um, the next one after this one will be um, up in Manaqua. Uh, oh, yeah, Great Lakes. Yes. So, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for that one because I've been up there, but I've never fished up there before. Is that the so. two-day one? No, that's just the one day. Um, Squirrel day Lake, one. right? What's that? Is it on Squirrel Lake? It's on um, Big and Little Arbor Vitae. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How you say that? <laughs> Little and Big Arbor Vitae. Yeah. I think I looked at that and I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I I haven't fished that lake or either of those lakes. I fished uh, Squirrel Lake once up there, I think. And then everything else I've fished up that way has been even further north. Yeah. So that'll be yeah, a cool one. Yeah, that'll be the furthest north that I've ever been for fishing. So yeah. Oh, and then man. yeah, so there's that one the second weekend of August. And then uh, September gets pretty busy, but September is my favorite month because I absolutely love the salmon tournament. Yeah, that's very mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I think that's something unique that uh, Great Lakes does. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? So Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series. Um, we actually talked about Jay and I fished the Banner Marsh Tournament, which was the first tournament of your guys' series, yep. right? Um, but they do... Is it the end of the year tournament is the salmon tournament? Uh, historically, it has been the end of the year tournament. This year, we're doing a little something different. Um, it's going to be the second to last. Okay. Um, we always have that um, the weekend after Labor Day. Um, but, yeah, it'll be uh, Saturday, September 7th. And you guys do that out of Racine Harbor? Uh, Manitowoc. Manitowoc. That's even further north. Hold yeah. Yeah, it's about 45 minutes north of Milwaukee. So why don't why don't you tell us about that? Because, I mean, a lot of folks, I don't think they, you know, were primarily a bass fishing community, right? So I think a it's, a, it's a whole different world, and it's a, it's a whole different setup and everything like that. Why don't you tell us about the salmon tournament itself um, and then plug the date on that if anybody's mm -hmm. interested. If you've never been salmon fishing it's a blast but out of a kayak i haven't done that yet but i'm down <laughs> and and like with all that info too, touch on the safety uh aspects yeah 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 you know fishing big water yep. um especially when it comes to pfds and stuff like that yes um so yeah so we've held the salmon tournament every year since i think 2013 is when they first got started and uh, we fish out of the Manitowoc Marina uh, in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. And uh, it's kind of a unique marina because it's actually got a pretty sheltered kind of bay inlet. And then there's a river that actually uh, comes off of it right in there, too. So kind of a uh, double whammy with that is if the conditions are really bad out on the main lake, you can just fish up the main river and still catch fish um, if they've moved in that time of year, which most of the time they have. Um, but uh, it's still five fish. Uh, the only difference is, is you actually keep them because um, yeah. with uh, salmon with this time of year, it's the spawn. 
And by the time you've reeled them in, they're kind of pretty much dead or zombies by that point. Um, but uh, you actually just troll. Um, they're super aggressive that time of year. So um, custom-painted uh, flicker shads, um, other kind of mid-diving baits, um, you're, you're going to nail them uh, down in there. And uh, your setup, yeah, is going to be a lot different. Um, you're going to have, I think the rods I have are like maybe eight foot or something like that. Um, and then you've got a reel of like hundreds of yards of line. Um, of course, you know, that time of year, you don't need to be fishing quite as far back. I usually only have about 75 to 100 yards running behind me. Whereas, you know, this time of year, people will have hundreds upon hundreds yep. of uh, line going behind them and then fishing deeper water. But um, uh, you can actually uh, have three lines in the water because you can go by um, Wisconsin <clears throat> state laws for that because um, it's not your typical KDF. Um, so you'll keep your five fish and then um, you'll bring them in and then we'll do a, uh, a measuring typical. Uh, we actually had to have DNR help us measure fish last year because there were two fish that were uh, extremely close. And they're usually there each year because what they do is they'll, um, they'll harvest the chips out of their heads too so they can uh, do the surveys on them too. So we have them there to kind of help us out That's to awesome. make sure things one good so yeah it's 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 a great time and i mean when you get that first salmon on and it's you know a 15 plus pound salmon oh man <laughs> it's what, a what kind of line are you running <clears throat> um i think it's like 15 or 20 pound line is what i've got on mine i don't remember what brand um mono yeah mono, mono. yeah uh, you got... want that stretch right yes yep Yep. So yeah, I've uh, I've actually got an uncle who just who does that all the time in the summertime, and he hooks me up with all his gear. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, <coughs> but uh, yeah, you just run each line behind uh, on the sides, and if you got a third line, you know, have it behind you. I only run two. I don't like messing around with three. Um, but uh, yeah, once you get that first fish on, it's like you know, 10, 15 pounds, which that's you know. Uh, Kind of the uh, consistency with them. Oh yeah, and you're in for a treat. Yeah. <laughs> Fun, funny little side story. The first time I ever went fly fishing, I had a like a forty or fifty dollar cheap combo that I found at like Dick's Sporting Goods. Read these fishing reports on the Root River in Racine, and the salmon run was on. And I went up there and hooked into a seventeen pound king. Needless to say, after I landed that fish, that reel, all the gears were stripped out, gone. <laughs> time to start over. And that hooked me on salmon fishing. So, I mean, it's so crazy, too, because they'll, they'll run, they'll jump. I mean, oh, you know. It, yeah, just think you, you've worn them out and got them up to the boat. Yep. They'll go back down, and you got another 10 minutes of trying to bring them back in. It's, it's the freshwater tarpon. That's what yeah. I refer to it as. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's it, it's it's something unique. It's different. And I remember uh, when I first saw Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series, I was like, they do a salmon tournament? Like, <laughs> no way. Like, that's got to be cool. So, But, um, yeah, as far as, like, safety in big water, um, what are you guys' requirements? What do you recommend? Uh, guys do when they're out there on the uh, big pond as we like to call it 
Sure. Um, requirements that we have now for every person is you must have a radio with you at all times. It must be working, um, VHF or, um, um, I can never remember the other, um, acronym or GMRF. Yeah. Um, you always, you gotta have a radio, um, a PFD. It can be the self-inflating ones. Um, we try to encourage the regular PFDs. Um, and then if weather conditions are really bad, um, we really like people to have uh, dry suits. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the water temperature and air temperature, um, you could get hypothermia in minutes if you fell in and fell over. Um, uh, of course, you know, you got your other basic stuff, uh, safety whistle, flag, uh, paddle leash, that type of stuff. And also a buddy system. You know, we try to encourage, um, you know, somebody if they're, especially if they're new, to kind of pair up with somebody who's kind of more seasoned and is okay with taking somebody on, just to kind of keep them in their sides, help them out if they land a fish. Cause I mean, you know, if you're in a paddle kayak and you know, you get a 15, 20 pound king on, man, that thing will take you for a ride. And then trying to land that thing, you know, I've seen people almost tip over trying to, you know, net them and bring them up too. Sure. So, yeah, just uh, a lot of different things to take into consideration. Um, again, the nice thing about uh, having the uh, river with the marina is if the, you know, wind and the waves are really bad out on the main lake, you can just cruise up on the river and, you know, kind of be in a more protected area, too, and they'll hit just as hard in there, too. Yep. I think I got to miss it this year, too. I'm bummed. I really wanted to try it. Oh, man. Well, it's Saturday, September 7th. Um, I think it starts at like six something. We'll have the captain's meeting about maybe five thirty, six o'clock. I'd have to double check on the times again. But uh, yeah, if anybody's interested or if you don't have any gear whatsoever, myself and other people, we've always got more than probably what we need. You know, we'll at least get you hooked up with one one rod, you know, and baits and stuff like that. So we, we like people to come out to this because it's always a good time. How is it paddling around with all like those five big old fish on there? (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing too. Is like, yeah, you got to take consideration. You know, once you catch your five, well, what are you gonna do with them? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Smaller kayak. Um, For me, what I've done is um, once I catch one, I just go back in and put it in my cooler. (laughs) I don't want to drag. Yeah. I mean, people with, you know, the Hobie Pro Wranglers, you know, they've got like the big front storage hatch or I've seen them put them on a big stringer and then just tow them behind them, you know, no problem. But, you know, smaller kayaks, you know, if you want to have a cooler, but, you know, you got to think that these fish are, these fish are huge. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, kind of depends what you want to do. A couple different options. You could always come in, put it in a cooler, then go back out. So, yeah, fish will always be there. <laughs> Have you ever, uh, like, what's what's the strangest fish you've caught while salmon fishing? Um, I don't think I've ever caught anything other than a king. Like, uh, two years ago, I caught a coho, um, which was kind of my first other non-king fish. But I've only been doing the salmon tournament for, I had to miss last year because I was getting married. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I've been at it since... 15 16 17 and then yeah this will be my fourth year so huh. yeah very cool so it's been salmon that i've caught so you know I'm, I'm still yet to be surprised to catch something else but i know i've seen people catch browns um rainbows too when they've been uh, yeah. fishing for 
So, yeah, there's different ones in there. Yeah, usually the Browns are right behind the Kings. I know mm-hmm. when it, when uh, the spawn's going on, the Browns will follow the Kings into the river and eat the eggs. Um, you know, I know that from fly fishing. But, uh, you know, the, the rainbows or steelheads will kind of stage up out there until springtime usually and come yep. in. I forgot the cohos usually come in too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Oh, good Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, you just touched on the fact that you just got married. Does your husband fish with you as well? No, right? (laughs) No, he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. So how does that work? (laughs) So are you telling us, Susie, you wear the pants in the relationship? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like, she's going to get in trouble, and then we're never going to be allowed to <laughs> Nobody go fishing with those guys from the podcast. Oh, yeah. the guys that said you wear the pants, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> the awesome thing about Adam is, and you know why we're married too, is just you know he's like been so supportive of it, you know, and just the relationship that we have is like beyond anything that I've ever had. Um, you know, I, I see guys, you know, who will go out and be like, oh, I have to check in with my wife and everything. And I was like, I don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. Like Jay gets mad at me sometimes because I have a similar relationship. You know, it's I don't I, I call the check in usually once a night. But, you know, it, especially this year, I've been traveling so much and it's just like, isn't your wife pissed at you? And I'm like, no, I come home for two days and she's like, aren't you leaving again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny, and that's super cool. I remember you and I had talked about that at the Madison Fishing Show. I think that's super cool that he's ultra supportive. But I was like, so did your like husband get you into fishing? You're like, no, no, no. That was just me. And I was like, what? Like, that's kind of cool. I like that. That's that's sweet. If it wouldn't have been for him, I wouldn't be where I am today with, you know, the kayak fishing and everything. But, yeah, I've, I've tried to get him out before, and he's he's tried to throw, you know, something out there, but he just doesn't have the patience for it. So yeah. uh, we, uh, when I had the, the other boat, the pro angler, we uh, compromised to fish reading. I fish and he reads. <laughs> uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. We go up. We would go out to Banner every now and then um, when I wasn't gone for a tournament, and uh, he'd be kind of just pitter-pattering around, and he'd be listening to an audio book. After about an hour or so, you know, I'd kind of look back, check on him, you know. Every now and then I'd look back, and he'd be like. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I will say falling asleep in a kayak is like, there's something to that. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it, yeah. But like in the back of your head there, you're like, I'm just floating freely here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just don't fall like, asleep and off. lean to one side. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the only thing I worry about. <laughs> well, with the pro angler being so big and spacious that it is, you know, and it's got, you know, that big lawn chair in it, it's, you know, kind of easier to fall asleep in those because, yeah. you know, they're more stable. Whereas, you know, my uh, my outback or something smaller in the water, you start to lean, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, wake up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
super supportive of it and everything, you know, and he's just like, well, you know, I'm going to encourage you with whatever you do. I'm like, yeah, I know. And like, you know, again, you know, I'll check in with him, you know, once a night or whatever. And sure. he's been gone a lot this season. Like, this is the most I've ever been gone. And he's been like, yeah, so I'm going to start what's called the, um, oh, crap, what was it called? The Forgotten Spouses Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, the thing is, is like everyone's like, oh, you're going fishing. Like, oh, you know, they just don't get like when you're in the tournaments and, yeah. you know, everything that just goes into that. There's a lot of time. There, yes. It's it's pretty grueling. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like the aha, like I'm having fun. I mean, you're having fun, but like it's it's work. It's it's business. It, it it, see, I know? yeah, I used to give uh, uh, former guest Scotty Purs the walleye guy and uh you know good friend of mine you know he's always he used to fish the flw series and now it's uh mwc or whatever and i'm like dude you're fishing for a week what are you talking about this is work this year i got a rude awakening i'll tell you that because it's been a ton of work but uh yeah yeah sorry i was uh, work yep Mm -hmm. But, uh, well, not only that, but, you know, sometimes you're traveling and you don't have somebody with you or a buddy going with, you know. So it's like, you know, I spent, what, 11 days on the road going to Kansas and then Tennessee to lose my damn phone. We'll bring that up again and then coming back home. And, uh, you know, I was by myself the whole time. And it's just like first, like, four days is cool. You're like, this is sweet. I'm on my own. And then you start talking to yourself. And you're like, I think I'm going crazy. Better go back home. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, too, you know, that is kind of somewhat another, not really frustration, but just like, you know, another one of those things about being a woman angler is that, you know, hey, I want to try to uh, you know, save on costs. Let's split a room. You know, what guy's wife or girlfriend is going to be okay with yeah, split? Right, so, right. So it's just, you know, that's kind of one of those things too. You know, on the road all the time. You know, I'm always by myself too. So you know, that's it. It, it kind of gets old a little bit after a while, but uh, it's still worth it. So yeah, that's interesting. I I I would have never thought of it that way. You know, um, it's kind of crazy as you're you're talking about this, like the things you're bringing up. It's like you know, I'd always be like, Susie, let's go fishing. You know, I wouldn't think twice about that. You know, I know mm-hmm. my wife's just like, you're going out fishing with whoever. But, uh, yeah, I could see where that could be a conflict if you're a woman in the sport that's, you know, pretty dominated by males. So that means more ladies sign up. Susie needs a travel right. partner. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, room on the trailer for another kayak. Let's go. See? <laughs> Set up, ready to rock. It's already done. Just show up. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you got any other questions for uh, Mrs. Roloff tonight, Jason? No. Um, you know, I just want to actually say, like, so far your um, your showings, at least on Tourney X, you're above the 50 percentile, so you're doing pretty well there. I'd say just keep it up. It's kind of cool. Um this is like, you know, this is one of those things, too, like where, you know, everybody, I know they, they like use the word woman, but like in the fishing world, there's like no physicality with it in terms of like, tor- like, you know, competing with men. So, um, and some people might get upset, but I'm not trying to do that. What I'm saying is that this is so even keel that anybody can compete, you know, against anybody. And it's just kind of dumb to say, like, like woman fishermen or something because 
lady angler. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I don't see that distinction anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess it's like, it, I mean, it's kind of, it's I don't know, it's kind of nice to see something that's so even keel for everybody, you know, to to be on the same level and you know, and and then we see like Christine Fisher and you see you and um, Jesse uh, Mitchell. Yeah, Jesse Mitchell and even like uh, Caitlin up in Wisconsin. You know, and uh, Aaron out in um, Aaron Howard, I think, yeah. out in Nebraska. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. Jesse Yeah, and then, like, you know, uh, what's mm-hmm. it called? Uh, up north, uh, yeah. Ellie, or Natty. You're starting. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, I'm, I'm then. <laughs> yeah, I'm jacking names up, and I'm really, I apologize. But my point is that there's a lot of good fishermen out there. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't matter anymore. You know, yep. it's just, you can't right. see it. You know, they're, they're like the sex yeah. doesn't even matter. Sex doesn't matter. It's the Not skill even... of the angler. Right. Yeah. And so. uh, boys, hike up your skirts because you're yeah. going to get your butt kicked <laughs> yeah. on a daily basis yeah. by these ladies. That's right. You That's know. Right. <laughs> you, you, you elitists out there. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, it's cool. Like, you're doing a great job. Just keep it up. Um, yeah. You know, you're a competitor and people know it. Competitor and a role model, Susie. I mean, yeah. you do a lot for the community, which is awesome. So thank yeah. you for what you do and all the extra time you spend doing it. That's super thank cool. Thank so, you. Yeah. You a lot pat, of time. You can pat I, yourself I, on the back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. Yeah, <we're> like, <laughs> yeah. We're hugging you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is that cool with Adam, though? Is that cool? I don't want to get in trouble. I'm getting, like, virtual jail or something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, it's super cool. Um, yeah, uh, Susie, why don't you plug all your social media stuff, sponsors, any good stuff you got coming up, the tournaments coming up uh, for Great Lakes and uh, KBL, because I know you guys are opening up some spots to the public for the KBL tournaments as well. So why don't you plug that stuff? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, uh, this Sunday uh, we've got uh, the fourth KBL event on uh, Lake Wabesa in Wisconsin. Um, You can find us on Facebook or um, uh, the interwebs, uh, kayakbassleague.com. I think registration is like 55 or something for KBL. Um, then Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series, um, glkfs.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Um, our next event is Saturday, August 10th up in uh, Minocqua. <clears throat> Looking for a good time with that. And then, um, yeah, those are the most recent ones that I can think of. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram, OutdoorWoman84. And then um, Facebook, I got my personal page, Susie Roloff. And then uh, my fishy page, as I like to call it, uh, Adventures of Outdoor Woman. You can find me on there as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Thank you so much for taking the time out, Susie. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. And if you got anything coming up in the future, uh, just let us know. We'd love to have you back on and chat with you. Um, with that being said, guys, don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program. Address is in the show notes. Save your plastics from this fishing season. Mail them to the address. Our man Eric Richards out at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits. They go to Heroes on the Water. Uh, don't forget about the Paddle and Fin Meetup. Fourth of July weekend, that's this weekend at uh, Cowan Lake in Ohio. Uh, The address and the info is on our Facebook page, 
Eric Richards is going to be out there. The whole Paddle and Finn crew is going to be out there. Um, I guess, you know, we live streamed the one-year anniversary show. I'm currently in the process of trying to get that audio uploaded to the actual podcast platforms. Hopefully it's up there before you guys hear this episode, but um, we had some winners in there for all the giveaways that we had. Uh, If you were one of those folks, please message us on the social media, which is at paddle, the letter N, and Finn, or email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the website. That's all getting updated. It's paddleandfin.com. Huge shout-out to our sponsors slash supporters rocktown adventures loveling canoe and kayak hammered lures coyote sunglasses sweetwater brewing fish mob lures southern lake company michigan ohio kayak anglers um and with that being said guys uh this week will be the first week that the new segment is going to air on friday with brad hicks and crankbait johnny graves and uh, we're calling that the reel down, right? Yeah, that's the name we came up with. The reel, R E E L D O W N. So look forward to that this Friday, you guys. We appreciate you as always. Tight lines and smooth paddling. legendary shows in the outdoors is on waypoint tv don't miss primo's truth about hunting wednesday nights at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment join me chef jean-paul bourgeois and the whole crew here at duck camp dinners every monday at 8 p.m eastern on waypoint tv birds up in the sky